Sports. Sports? Nailed it. Sports indeed. Yes. Sports. Uh, so last night was not bad. Under City. It was lovely. Yeah. Under City. We said don't bet on CSU if they don't have Dante right. They didn't have Dante right. I don't think it would have mattered, but you know what? I'm going to lean on that. Um, I we we hit the under teaser. Yeah, we hit the. Uh, oh, I hit. Once I saw that CSU quarterback, I was like, I don't understand how this team's ever going to get in the end zone. Uh, so I hit CSU team total under twenty six and a half. They didn't even get halfway there. Oh no, they did because they scored that last second touchdown. But still, the under was uh, was sharp. Carolina didn't do us a favor, but the under was hot in that one, too. Atlanta finally decided to show up. Bad game for Teddy. I warned you against the under in passing yards there. I know. Or against the over. The thing about it, you take both of those, and then you hit Matt Ryan, and you yep. don't hit Teddy, and you you know it's a wash. Yeah, and of course, Matt Ryan's the one, the quarterback, to get the rushing touchdown and not Teddy yesterday. I just like I watched that that Atlanta passing offense and I'm just like how how are they so bad? I know. I was reminded of why I like them for months um at plus money and yet they never won me anything and as soon as I bet against them they lose. But it doesn't matter. The unders hit. I parlayed the unders uh, the it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful Ooh. day of football. I was engaged the entire time. It was wonderful. It was Did the early. unders both hit straight up? Yes, indeed. So I did the old unnecessary tease. The unnecessary tease. Yes, you did. Um, I hate that. Giving away value. The only person you're teasing is yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And speaking of teasing yourself, it's the weekend. Um, (laughs) Great. And so we have lots of picks to give out. Um, Mm -hmm. We start tonight with a four-game slate, four college football games, right? If I count correctly. Yeah. If you count Southeast Missouri State and Southern Illinois, which I don't know if they count, um, you have Minnesota, Maryland, East Carolina, Tulsa, and Hawaii and Wyoming all going at it tonight. Uh, yep. Andre, do you have any leans here in the early college football slate? Only an incredibly strong lead towards Hawaii. I picked against Nevada. That was in one of our, or I picked against Wyoming, who lost to Nevada by three points in overtime last week. I had that. I think that was one of the metrics we got off of action. We were following a model with that. But anyways, that hit in Hawaii, of course, as we talked about yesterday, um, smoked Fresno State, uh, ran it down their throat for like 350 yards last Saturday. And Fresno looked half decent on offense yesterday. Um, So I think decent performance. Of course, what scares you here of Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors, is the who are plus a half point here, is that they do have to travel all the way to Wyoming. And how will that impact? Yeah, that's a little bit concerning. Uh, we checked the weather, though, Andre, and it's a decent day in Laramie. I mean, no disrespect to any of our our followers up in Wyoming, but, you know, 54 and windy in Laramie, we'll take, you'll take those where you can get them. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, sunnier earlier in the day, it it could be a lot worse than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm strongly leaning Hawaii. Also, it's a bit of a fade the public pick. Because sixty three percent of the money is on the Cowboys, love that um, in my pick for Hawaii. Yeah, uh, I like that as well. I like Hawaii. 
I think there's probably, I, th- I feel like public perception would just be like Hawaii going to Wyoming. It's cold, that sort of thing. What's it it's, is going to drop, you know, this is a late start. So it'll probably be a bit colder tonight, but it's not going to be, you know, a frigid right. Wyoming winter day. Justin just texted me. Hawaii is good. Take them straight up. They're upsetting Wyoming tonight. Yeah, so I, mean, I love it. Our West, our mountain, mountain West guy loves this pick too. So I feel good about it. It's basically a pick. I'm at DraftKings right now, so it's great. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go, uh, Hawaii. Yeah, I love those odds for sure. All right, uh, let's move into the regular slate here, and there's some interesting games on it, Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, some, I guess, I don't know. I, I, there's not any. There's not necessarily a headliner here, uh, yeah. but but there are some good games out there. Yes. Yeah, there are a lot. Uh, where do you want to start? College football, sticking with that, or uh, jump into the NFL slate first? No, let's stay here in college football, uh, and I guess I'll see if you have any lean here. Um, how about Mel Tucker's Michigan State Spartans? Already three touchdown dogs going into the big house. That hurts. Oh, man, that really hurts. Um I mean, had they done it against any team that wasn't Rutgers, you maybe can give them a pass. But that was ugly. And on the other side, you've got Michigan, who absolutely smoked the Gophers, who I really liked. Uh, Minnesota was extraordinary last year. It looks like Michigan's found their quarterback, potentially. Um, Much more explosive offense. They're kind of doing what LSU did last year, what Alabama did three, four years ago in that they're joining modern football and adapting to a spread offense and surprise, surprise when you have those great recruits and some sound coaching, they actually looked really good. So I understand why this line is massive. Um, but I think it's a, just a smidge of an overreaction here. Uh, it's going to be a rivalry game. Michigan state's going to be up for this one a lot more. Rutgers was kind of a fluky game, too. I believe they had something like eight turnovers. And, uh, you know, Michigan might be feeling themselves a bit. I think they get caught, still win this comfortably somewhere in the range of 14, 20 points. But I would take those Spartans uh, laying all those points. When we guess the lines, I had this at 15 and a half. So I, I just think 24 is too much for well, it's at It's at 21 and a half now. Okay, so that's moved a bit, but There's still. a little more leeway there. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a bit more. Yeah, like I mean. I earlier in the week. I'm not going to bet on Michigan State, though. It might just be a, a stay away. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, but, you know, knowing what I know about college football, this is a slate where I feel uncomfortable with how many favorites I like. Uh, that's not how college football works. You got it's kind of like filling out your tourney bracket. If you're not accounting for some upsets, you're just not going to do very well. Uh, so if if I needed to call someone to cover and make it a little closer, and if your Spartans are one of those leans I have here. All right, uh, another interesting one, of course, because of the news of Trevor Lawrence uh, getting COVID nineteen. Yeah, is Boston College and Clemson. Yeah which was a 31-point spread. Massive. Now, without Lawrence, it's moved all the way down to 24-and-a-half. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, this was a pure stay-away for me with Lawrence. I actually, when we did guess the lines on, like, Wednesday with these top college games, I um, I guessed this exactly at minus 31. 
But without Lawrence, uh, you know, first time starter having to be thrown in here, I'm assuming it's the the massive kid out of California who they've used on spot duty from time to time. Incredibly talented. DJ Uga something. Um, incredibly talented, but this is too late of a start. You got to remember, Clemson already has some top dogs missing. Um, so I think if I was the sports book, I would keep this off. Now, 80% of the money is still on Clemson, even with the line adjusted. Uh, so obviously the public isn't scared off, but I respect this BC program a lot. They're good on the offensive line. They've got a quality tight end. They're well coached on defense. I think they're able to cover. I think this is a trickier game than people are making it out to be for Clemson. <clears throat> Man, I usually love when something like this happens to a line when they think like, oh, so-and-so is not playing. That's a massive – the reason why this is a 31-point spread in the first place is because there's a huge talent gap between these two teams. Certainly. Um, Certainly. And, and so I, if, I, if I was picking here, I would pick Clemson. Um, I just think they're so much more talented than Boston College that oh, they're just they're going to blow them out no matter what. Um, and in the end, the reason why I feel that way is more about Clemson's defense um, than with Trevor Lawrence. I just yeah. think it's going to be really difficult for Boston College to score points. So I see this as still a blowout in Clemson's favor, probably uh, an easy one. See, I think Trevor Lawrence has made them look a smidge more dominant than what they actually are. Okay. That's my theory here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, 24 and a half, it's right there. It's right there. I mean, any lower, I'm taking Clemson as well. But yeah, I'm leaning Boston College here. Uh, are Chanticleers in action against Georgia State? Uh, they're dominating against the spread this year, so I'll just ride with them because I can that's a good one. They don't seem to be getting, a, you know, usually ranked team. Um, you're going to get like inflated lines across the board. Minus three and a half is pretty nice. Georgia State, I do believe, is one of the few teams that runs a triple option offense, though. So that would be my one, you know, those triple option offenses. They can always be a little tricky to prepare for. But no, I, I like Coastal here. Too. What else do you like on this slate? Yeah, um, we went. I really like Oklahoma State going back to the well. Uh, they got backdoor covered in their three point win against Iowa State. Um, but Texas just isn't good, they're not good defensively. They've been a massive disappointment. And you also wonder if this Longhorns program is just starting to rip at the seams. You know, mm. the Tom, Tom Herman era isn't, isn't going to go much longer. I think he's a bit of a dead man walking. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, playing really well. Only thing that scares me is the Cowboys quarterback. Uh, that's kind of what got me in, in picking uh, the Cowboys minus three and a half against Iowa State is a couple picks made it closer than it needed to be. Uh, but o Oklahoma State's by far the better team, and I'm going to take the three and a half and run. Um, so did you get your uh, DraftKings grab bag spooky special i did i did we we should share this yeah we should get into uh mine was the spookiest possible boost you could <laughs> i mean hella spooky my friend <laughs> okay so it's called the halloween trick-or-treat from our friends at uh at DraftKings sportsbook and they yeah. hooked me up dre with a uh, plus 200 odds on either texas or oklahoma state so 
I'm going to put it on Oklahoma State and uh, and ride with what you got to say here. DraftKings, you guys, <laughs> you're always hooking this guy up more than me. I got my 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 spooky odds boost was to get the Jets money line at plus two thousand <laughs> <laughs> against the Chiefs as nineteen and a half point dogs. Like thanks damn, a lot, damn bro. They they really gave you uh, dots when you reached into the the candy bag. <laughs> yeah, dude, truly, they sure did. Wow. Uh, so what is it in general? Uh, yeah, we'll have to check because that's what I, I felt like that wasn't enough of a boost. It's a, plus eleven fifty. So oh, you okay. are almost no. doubling that there, but uh, well, now remember when the Nets had those kind of odds in the NBA bubble regular season, I jumped and I did not regret it. You did, and it was very different than the Jets playing that's true. Uh, the the Chiefs. I'm just saying, like, I'm always putting together these absurd 10-way parlays to get, like, half as good at odds as this. Maybe I shouldn't complain for all I need is one W, as far-fetched as it may be, at still, like, pretty honest odds. I would rather put $2,000 down on the Chiefs <laughs> just to win 100 <laughs> than I would put one uh, $10 down. Well to win to 200 that's where you and i are different <laughs> uh okay uh well so anyways if you're at DraftKings sportsbook you of course can get in on all this fun stuff including the halloween trick-or-treat in which uh you might get a good treat like me and a less good one like andre but either way there's always fun stuff at DraftKings sportsbook and this week of course you can use a one uh, your sign up bonus you can put one dollar on either ohio state or penn state uh, and we are telling you to put that money on Ohio State and run. Mm. You get put down $1, win $100 if Ohio State comes through for you, which is pretty darn awesome. So check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on all the action. Get into a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 at DraftKings Sportsbook when you use the code DNVR. That's code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook app. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus comprises of 25x playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Dre. Uh, real quick, I forgot to give away uh, my favorite pick yeah. here uh, from the college football slate. I got to get the updated, and I'm having a bad connection here, so... My pick of the week in college football mm -hmm. is about uh, that Ohio State-Penn State game. And I just got to find it. Maybe you can help me here. I, I want Ohio State first quarter. Ohio State first quarter. What do we got here? Ohio State first quarter. That's minus two and a half. Ohio State first oh. quarter <clears throat> minus two and a half. That I is love my pick that. of the week. I absolutely love that. My pick of the week is Kansas State as a dog at West Virginia. Um, they've been the best team in the Big 12 against the spread. Frankly, they might be the best team in the Big 12. That's not named Oklahoma State right now. Uh, this was one of those action models. Uh, I, f I forget what the logic was, and I couldn't find it right now. But I really like Kansas State. That's my pick of the week. I also like Northwestern as a two-and-a-half. 
uh, plus two and a half against at Iowa. Also, it was like road, some road dog metric. Anyways, and then our buddy Justin Michael really likes Missouri this week against Florida. Missouri's been looking nice. Actually, one of the better teams in the SEC against the spread. Florida's had to take a week off because of all the COVID stuff. Um, I believe it's plus 14 and a half like that. JM called them straight up, so I'm going to sprinkle that um, money line and ride with him on that as well. All right, I like that. Let's move on to the NFL slate now, Dre. Uh, you got any favorite picks on the NFL slate? Boy, do I ever. Um, you know, so far, since we've started doing guessing, guess the lines, like three weeks ago, the line that really stood out to me was Arizona only being like a three and a half or five and a half point favorite to the Cowboys. That hit so easily, it wasn't even funny. Last week, um, Gosh, who stood out to me? I want to say Buffalo, but Buffalo no, it didn't was the cover Lions. against the Jets. The Lions, and of course, I needed Todd Gurley to pull off an absolute miracle um, to make that happen. But anyways, these bets seem to be hitting. And when filling out the slate this week, what really stood out to me was Buffalo minus three and a half. Now, I get that um, it's the Patriots coming on the road to Buffalo, and you figure, well, in the Belichick era, the Patriots aren't going to lose three games in a row like they're going to turn this around against the division opponent and you've got the bills who after a hot start not looking great but i mean my guess my metrics everything tells me this should at least be six and a half if not a full touchdown just three and a half is it's the public perception on New England not catching up to what Cam Newton really is. If Jared Stidham were to play in this, I really like Buffalo. Just in general, though, uh, this is a really well-coached program at home with a significantly better offense, significantly better playmakers, and ability to create big plays. And I think they cover this season. It should be noted, probably no Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Prob- or no, definitely no Julian Edelman. Definitely no uh, Nikhil Harry. So they are super shorthanded over there. I have to say I'm a little um, – I have a little bit of cold feet when it comes to betting on Josh Allen right now just because it seems like he, ha- he peaked and now he's coming back to earth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm with you. You know, just the, when you put it down on paper and you go through the process here, it feels like it should be a touchdown or more win uh, for the Bills. Yeah, just to make this fair, um, and I get it. We're we're all squeamish about take betting against the Patriots and betting on the Bills in this scenario, but I think that's the smart play this week. If I was to give my pick of the week, I guess that'd be it. So I am surprised to see the Pittsburgh Steelers as decently large underdogs against the Ravens. And if I'm being completely honest here, Andre. Yeah. I was hoping to see the Ravens as significant underdogs to the Steelers because then I would have just said like, okay, I'm just going to bank on a Lamar game here and take my chances at, you know, plus 180 or whatever it may be. Well, now you've got the Steelers at plus 180. And, you know, if I'm giving out a lock, I'll just tell you to take the four points. Yes. But when I'm looking at value across the board here, we've got one of the best teams in football at plus 180 with the best defense in football and an offense that's been humming. I get the Lamar factor and Lamar is liable to get hot and kill a team with his legs at any time. 
But just based on the value here, I just love Steelers plus four, and I love Steelers plus 180. That is great value. I mean, to get one of the only the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Well, they um, took out one of them last week. At that kind of great value is really nice, especially since the Ravens, while they've been winning games, they've been covering the spread for the most part. They're just looking way more beatable and way easier to stop um, than they have the last couple of years on both sides of the ball. So I see why you're leaning that way. I should say my metrics um, have this as a four-point spread for Baltimore across the board. Of course, that's with like actual home field advantage. Where the, What the metrics really like about the Pittsburgh-Baltimore uh, matchup is the over, though, because that is it still at 46 and a half? Let me scroll here. Yeah, still 46 and a half. These teams are averaging well over that 60 points per game combined. I really like the over in this one. I've got that. Yeah, score. it seems like offense is winning this year. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of like when you're looking at, okay, these both of these teams do have good defenses, but both of these teams do have good offenses. Yeah. Um, so you, it just seems like in those matchups this year mm-hmm. that they are, uh, that the, that the offenses are winning. Right. Um, the old adage of great defense beats great offense, I think is flipped on its head in 2020. It does feel like that. Yeah. Okay. So you've got uh, Titans giving less than a touchdown to the Bengals. That feels mm-hmm. like uh, there's some juice there at home. Yeah. My metric says Tennessee should only be favored by three or four. And no, this is not a Vegas spread. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, it doesn't feel... I, I'm just going off of feel here. I don't have any numbers to back this up. It doesn't feel like Joe Burrow has played really well against good defenses. He's played really well against average and mediocre defenses. Right. And I, the thing is, I think the Bengals are... I think I think the Titans are a bad defense. Hmm. Like I think, we, if that's what you think, then that changes this. I think we're overrating the Titans as a a good defense, but they're actually they're they're one of those teams that are in shootouts every single week. Okay, all right. So well, then maybe this, it's another shootout. Yeah, it's another shootout. Another one where the over might be intriguing, though. Of course, this is set at oh, see, that's lowered. This went from fifty four to fifty one, like hmm. that. That's almost uh, a weather move. It sounds like. Could be, could be. And playing in Cincy, that that could be the case. What scares me is Cincy getting behind early and then losing that offensive balance and having to run it too much. Also, it sounds like Mixon is still out. So that definitely factors into it with the Bengals. Yeah, I kind of just lean like good team, less than a touchdown. Oh, totally. Versus not good team. It's classic Vegas daring you to to take the Titans. They, it's one of those teams. It's like the Browns. They just dare you every single week to bet the Titans. Um, the, another line that stood out to me, uh, Ryan, was minus six and a half for the Packers. To me, against the lowly Vikings uh, at home, anything less than a touchdown, I'm I'm taking easy breezy. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Um, the question of the week in, in NFL betting here is, do the Chiefs cover? Hmm. Um, now, I think the old stat about 
teams never like almost never covering is over 20 points, which might really be why the people in, in Vegas have set this at 19 and a half. Yeah. Um, notoriously in the NFL teams don't cover spreads like this, but this is the chiefs versus the jets. I, I don't know. I, I have a, I, I definitely would have an impossible time taking the jets. Can you talk me into staying away? I like Jets team total, which has been very generous. 14 and a half seems really nice here. That would be the play. I do if think they score this that, is... I think they probably cover. Yeah, probably. Eh. 35, 50, 35, 16. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. This is also a juicy unders game. At 49, that's far too high because, again, the, the Jets aren't going to really help hold up their end of the bargain, and the Chiefs are going to probably be playing their backups halfway like by eight minutes with left in the fourth quarter. You know, So I really like the under. So those would be the bets I would steer you towards. I will say this. This week, while we guess the lines, I unveiled there are like half the slate. I can use Vegas's win totals to come up with a line for example, using Vegas's own win totals up to date as of this week, the Bills should be eight point favorites, not three and a half. That game, Jets uh, Chiefs, should only be 14 and a half. And that's what the Jets win total set at one and a half. So, but what's that telling you? It's telling you that, you know, beyond 14 and a half, beyond two touchdowns, that's kind of sucker's bet to take anything minus that. Yeah. When spreads get this big, there's just so much backdoor potential. Oh, that's the game. That's right. a, the game doesn't really start till about you know a tr trash time with like seven minutes left, and then you really you're on pins and needles waiting for that backdoor to to hit or not. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something to be said for probably just staying away here. Uh, the thing is, like, if if you set this at fourteen and a half, everyone in the world is taking it. Oh, so that's why it's at 19 oh, yeah. and a half. Oh, no, you have. I mean, fading the Jets, nothing's been better. And they're 0 for against the spread. So the yep. Jets are showing you that while conventional wisdom would say all these large spreads, you should just take the points and run. The Jets are so bad. That's just not happening. The right, Jets are just... so bad. These massive spreads are still going against them. Like, so they're not even as bad as perception of them is they're not able able to meet that perception they're still under performing to the already low perception they have it's yeah nuts. for sure yeah. If it is it is um so i, I think we you probably just stay away yes. um last one here before broncos uh that i wanted to talk about is uh eagles cowboys sunday night football mm. I'm an Eagles guy. I like betting on the Eagles. I don't think that you can take a double-digit spread in the NFC East between any of the teams. No, this was far more intriguing at 7.5. Obviously, you have to throw the metrics out on this completely. There's nothing predictive of like the Cowboys being down to their third-string quarterback. I'm trying to see what I did guess this as. I said Philly by 8. It started at 7.5. Now it's moved all the way to 10 and a half. That is way too much. You worry about, you know, legal gambling in Pennsylvania and how much is that swaying it? 
too much homerism. This is another one where I would steer um, our listeners towards the Cowboys point total, 16 and a half, with uh, especially if Dalton is out, I am hammering that under. Hammer. Yeah, Gucci Danucci is Whoa. not a guy that you want to put your wallet on. Um, not at all. But so, all. so you think they score 15 or less, or sorry, 16 mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. And then the Eagles score what twenty four? It's like a twenty four sixteen kind of game. Now this is a defense where a lot of stuff's been going on, right? Sooner or later, all this like nagging from the new coaching staff is gonna have its. But typically, the Cowboys' defense, regardless of the opponent, they're giving you a thirty burger. Washington football team only scores twenty four, but that's with maybe one of the worst offenses in the NFL and Kyle Allen starting at quarterback. So I think the Eagles, even the Eagles, should at least score about 28. That's why I'm staying over from the total, which I think is too high. But, but if you think the Eagles there. are going to score 28 and the Cowboys are going to score less than 16, then you like the 10 and a half. Yeah, I do. But do I feel good about that? No. I mean, I, I, I would. Yeah. But fair, fair. You know. And then we finish with Broncos, Chargers. Broncos getting three and a half, mm-hmm. one, plus 150 on the money line. Nice. Uh, I just said this nice. on the Denver Sports podcast. I think the Broncos win. Now, that is barring what goes on with the offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. If you take away DeMar Dotson and you take away Austin Schlotman or any of these other guys, like I think they can do fine with Schlotman and at guard filling in for Glasgow, who unfortunately hasn't even been good this year. Um if you take but, out more, then I'm then I just I lose all my confidence right. in this game. And especially um, Ingram Bosa, you really would love to have start both starting tackles intact. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm keeping my eye on. But if the Broncos' offensive line stays intact, I like them to win this game straight up. I think this is a this is really the first like normal setup game for Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is one where he finally gets into a little bit of a rhythm. I think that the offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, is final, will finally have enough of a sample size to realize what he should be doing with Drew Locke. Uh, and they'll go to more two tight end stuff, less three wide receiver stuff. Philip Lindsay, another really important key to this. I think he's going to play. And again, another one where if he's not in there, I lose my confidence in this. But I do think the Broncos win this football game. So I like the 150, and I definitely like the three and a half. Yeah, at home, I mean, the Broncos, um, according to my metrics, are basically even with the Chargers. If you looked at these teams' records against the spread, Broncos have been significantly better this year. Um, And so even with the Chargers, you know, three, three and a half, that's bait right there. At most, they should be, uh, you know, half point, one point favorite. And we know that the Chargers in late games seem to be a little bit like the Falcons where they really blow things. So I would warn against fading the Broncos here. Um, Also, I I didn't get to mention this on TDSP. I'm doing a new thing. We put our picks against the spread for the Broncos up every Sunday morning. Um, I've been every side I lean on. I'm incorrect. So this, this week I'm going to, I'm going to pick against what I give you here. So don't think, Oh, Dre lied to me. The graphic says, no, no, no. I'm doing that as a way to switch it up and change the juju on those picks. So I will be taking the chargers plus three and a half. 
I do not mean that. That is just to to switch up the juju with those Twitter picks. I like just it. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just keep picking the Broncos against the spread, and I'm four and two, and I'll just ride. I'll just keep riding that. They're they're great, great against the spread. Yeah. The from a betting perspective, I kind of thought the game of the week was this Niner Seahawks, and I've been kind of dying to dig into this with you because um, okay. we have a rule: don't bet against <coughs> Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson ever. The, the Niners have actually looked good, but they're like barely tested at all. Though you could argue the Seahawks haven't had the toughest slate either. It's in Seattle. Not sure that even matters since it's a pretty quick trip for San Francisco. I don't know, man. I I don't know. A uh, big part of me just wants to take the points and run with the Niners. Um, but I need your sage advice to not do that and not lose money. Not only should you not take that, but you should hammer the Seahawks. Really? Um, yep. In fact, I'm looking to see if there's alternate lines here. Um, I would be willing to go Seahawks. There, We have them here. I, I'll give up a, um, a whole touchdown. My oh my! So I'll give away Seahawks minus seven. Actually, this never ends up. I never like the value when I do this, so I won't do that. But I would if the value is right. It's only plus one seventy. I'll just take the the money line here, or sorry, I'll just take the three. I'll give away the three uh, and get the even money back. But I think the Seahawks win this one going away. Okay, you think this is a bit of like niners have done decent against good teams and now against bad teams and now they'll face a good team and actually those corners which are the weakness of the the niners will get exploited by lockett and metcalf and russ gets back yeah okay okay yeah cool especially with the seahawks coming off a loss um right you like that the russ is going to come out with a vengeance yeah yeah, then I'll, I'll mention the numbers like the Bears. I just have such a hard time betting on the Bears against the the Saints, who I think have a good enough defense to contain those guys. Um, and I'll, I'll close out uh, a couple more leanings. I mentioned the under in Jets-Chiefs. I like the over in Rams-Dolphins. Dolphins, lots of grain, take everything with a grain of salt in Tua's debut. Oh, but- I forgot that's a... That's a uh- First game quarterback. Yeah, first game quarterback. So, oh, and we we tend to like first game quarterbacks, don't we? Yeah, that's one of my um, that's one of my theories. There is first game. You take first game quarterbacks. Like, oh man. And let me just think of this this year. So Herbert, if you took the spread in that game, you'd be oh, happy. Historic cover because they were big dogs to the Chiefs. Yep. Um. So you you like that one. What other? Who else had their quarterback debuts this year? Burrow week one, I think does well, right? Yeah, that, they might have covered. I think so too, um, but usually you don't. It, week one doesn't count. Um, yeah, right, right. It's right. mid-season. You know when Deshaun Watson came in, I hammered that. Um, when these young quarterbacks come in for the first time, the, the team just gets a little bit of a boost. Uh, Broncos with Drew Locke last year, right. you know, against the Chargers. That's true. Now um, the problem is they have been playing well with their non-rookie quarterback. I know, and that could change things. I wonder. I don't. I don't know how that uh, locker room feels about it. Right. Right. Okay. But anyways, last one I have is the over in uh, Niners Seahawks. We know that the Seahawks defense. I don't think perceptions adjusted yet. But they're another of those defenses where every game they're in is 30-something to 30-something. 
Niners are well coached enough and healthy ish enough to match them. So I, I, I like the over 54 in this one. Yeah, I, I do think I just think I just think that the uh the Niners just do enough to take care of their side of business. It's yep. 54, you said? Yes, unless that's changed. I'm scrolling now. Yeah, it stayed at 54. So I'm thinking this is like a uh 24 31 type of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Word. Perfect. I'm with it. All right. I believe that wraps it up for us. Uh, plenty of more to bet on, but you know we can oh. talk all day about bets. Ben DiNucci, also first quarterback. Uh, uh, does not count. We're talking about highly, you know, highly anticipated debuts. Ben DiNucci, uh, just saying. But no, you're right. You're, I'm giving you a hard time. All right. Anyways, that's going to wrap <laughs> it up for us this week on DNVR Bets Daily. We will catch you guys next time and next week. Thanks for tuning in all week.